Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and your face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Mockney. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. You can find the link in the show notes. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. And I know that we're going to be starting a new group watch. I'm not sure. Have we decided what it was going to be? I know a lot of people wanted, oh, what was it? The really cool one with the walkie-talkies. Oh, 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 uh, Signal? Signal, yes, but I'm not sure if that's officially been chosen yet, but it, it has a very good chance. <laughs> it will officially be chosen when I remember to put up the poll yes, in the Discord. Because <laughs> I remember everyone was all like, oh yeah, let's watch that. We haven't seen it. And drama geeks in the background, ah! <laughs> and <laughs> so it might most likely be Signal. So we are going to be starting that probably February, I would say. Yeah, most likely. Um, so lots of time to get in, get yourself oriented in the Discord, and join us for that next group watch. We'll have a lot of fun with that. Yes, so, And will. if you do want to join us, all of our links are, of course, in our notes for the podcast. Yes. Please join us. We have a ton of fun over there. At this point, I've set my little status thing to just kind of invisible because I'm like, I'm on there so much and I don't want people to know how often I'm on there. So <laughs> I know that if you get mentioned, you reply instantly. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I do turn off my notifications. Sometimes <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. So today we are going to discuss a whole bunch of brand new dramas that have dropped in the last, what, two or three weeks. Yeah. And or at least stuff that I've just started. So yeah, regardless of whether when they dropped, this is all new stuff we haven't chatted about yet. I don't think. No, I don't think yeah. we talked about any of it. I mean, we've done we've started our recap of Island, and I think that's the only thing that we're covering that's been covered elsewhere. Yeah. Yep. So and it's just it's a lot of dramas. Can I just say for the first time in my watching history? So we're going on six years now. I'm watching more Chinese dramas than I'm watching Korean dramas by like a lot. Say so I think mine is pretty equal, but I, I don't watch as much as I used to. Like I'd used to watch like 25 dramas at a time. Now I'm down to maybe like six. <laughs> <laughs> six Just seems like, like a more reasonable number. Well, I also read significantly more than I used to. Mm -hmm. So I have to like jostle between reading real books and watching my shows. So I probably... I'm spending the equal amount of time still on my hobbies, just different ways of spending it. So different balance. Yeah. I get that. Different balance. And I work now. So stupid oh, work. The horrors. <laughs> it takes so much time out of my TV watching schedule. It's the worst. So. Even though I really love my job because I like to, I'm a freelance editor. And I, for those who don't know, and I just, I like that. I can set my own hours, but if I get enough manuscripts piling up, all of a sudden my drama time's gone too. <laughs> well, and I'm a waitress at a pub that's kind of like the pub in Cheers where everyone knows everybody. And I can put what shows I want to on the TV, which is really usually classic television. But 
I can't put subtitle stuff up there. <laughs> I probably would be getting nasty looks and like, what are you making us watch? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, I cannot multitask and work and watch dramas at the same time. So. Oh, it's, that's so sad. You'll just have to learn how to work and read instead. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the dream. <laughs> I know. Don't even have to look at my feed or the people that I'm serving. Here's your food. It's a good part of my book. I can't put it down. <laughs> You're just going to have to wait. Here's your water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes. All right. Well, all right. So shall we just kind of round robin this and go down the list? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. And the first one on my list, I think we both at least started. I don't think you mm -hmm. kept with it like the way I did. Um, no, because I was trying to start a whole bunch of dramas. And well, I don't, so was yeah. I. I was planning to start a ton more, but I only <laughs> got to Unchain Love and then I was clicked. Like it was so good. Mm -hmm. And I've been binging it and I've like nagged Drama Geek into binging it. So now she's binging it. <laughs> and we almost have K Drama Jen binging it with us because we discuss it and we're like, his love tree. He has a love tree again. <laughs> So anyway, and of course, this is the new drama with Dylan Wang. You would have known him as the lead from um, Love Between Fairy and Demon. That's mm -hmm. right. Fairy right? and Demon, Fairy and Devil. I've seen both. Fairy and Devil, Fairy and Demon. So he has a new drama out. You got to love China where they release all the dramas of an actor all in one month. Mm -hmm. And this one is slightly different. This is a historical piece where he is pretending to be a eunuch in the um, emperor's court. And he's like the highest ranking eunuch with lots of power. But he's actually plotting various people's downfall for the death of his brother. So it's a revenge drama. But then he gets disrupted by one of the um, late emperor's women she was one of the concubines but like someone that had never even met him so one of the super low concubines mm -hmm. and they become friends and confidants and eventually he falls in love with her so that is more or less the premise but it's just so cute and i love the girl she's the actress is a lot of fun she's very different from the character and uh fairy and devil so that really helps like distinctly separate the two shows so you don't constantly think oh this character or you know you're not reminiscing when you're watching this mm -hmm. and i really like that thank goodness though i am sad that he doesn't have a main of glory at least in the first two episodes that i watched he doesn't. Uh, it's definitely like the historical style where they put it up in a knot on the top of his head. Mm -hmm. So, but we can't have everything. So, no, but such is life. Yes. <laughs> well, and I like it too because the female lead, she, um, I mean, it doesn't start off cute because she's on the execution list since the emperor's died and he's taking all his ladies or his concubines with him. Yes. Well, but, the lower ones. Yeah. They're sacrificing the ones that have no family members or no money to get them out of it. Which was surprising. I Because they're sitting there waiting to be executed, you know, just hanging out in a room together and wailing. In fact, my husband looked over because I started it and I didn't have my earbuds in. And he's like, why are they all crying? And so I'm like, well, 
the Ember just died. And so they've decided they're all going with him. He's like, oh, I'd cry too. I was like, yes. But that actually is like a tradition. They would. It is. Um, so yeah. it's just surprisingly one that isn't as often shown in dramas. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. But it was, it was interesting to see that tradition and then to see the wheeling and dealing. Because of course there's going to be wheeling and dealing. Of course people are going to bribe to get their daughters out or their sisters out or whomever. And then she was actually pretty smart. She must have known how it go because um, they were using silks, not ropes. And so, and this is not a spoiler because it happens in like the first episode, but she grabs an ornamental lotus leaf and she takes it with her, like sticks it in her um, her dress and starts cutting at the noose while she's there hanging. And I'm just like, okay, I like you because I like characters who do their best to persevere like that. Yeah. And that was just, that was cool. Of course, then there was the long drop. But yeah, no, that was a that was a very dramatic scene. Like it's mm-hmm. it was a good first episode and her character really grows as the show goes on beyond just like she's smart still, but there's a lot more intelligence that comes forth, which I like. It's mm-hmm. not just street smarts. Yeah. So no, she's a great character. I really like her. Yeah, and I will I will definitely get back to this one. Historicals are not always my thing, but I'm liking. Okay, I don't know what to say because I don't necessarily like politicking when it's done by old bearded men, but like but when it's hot of... people, it's okay. <laughs> well, that's kind of where it sounded like I was going, but not entirely. I don't know. That's kind of sounded what you just said. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> anyway, but no, it's more like. It's watching a really interesting chess game because there's only one player instead of a committee, you know, instead of a committee trying to take over, it's one, one man trying to manipulate an entire system and I'm cheering for him to get away with it. So that's the kind of politicking I like. Mm. I don't know. Now you're going to make me watch like Nirvana and fire or something, aren't you? (laughs) I should. Nirvana and fire. (laughs) So good. (laughs) And they're hot. (laughs) So you have both sides. There we go. There we go. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see how far I get in this before I get just frustrated. But since there's a romance to go with it, I think it'll be it'll be interesting, especially it sounds like they kind of grow together because he's already in the second episode. He's already putting things where he's he saved her by putting in a certain position. Oh, and he's making the prince man up. I really liked that because the prince was just kind of hiding like I'm not involved. If I stay under the radar, nobody's going to try to kill me. And Wong Hei Di's character is like, do you want to save your girl or do you not? (laughs) So I know it was just it was interesting and it was subtly done because the prince didn't verbally resign himself to actually get involved. But you can see it on his face. And that was just that was an epic bit of of emotional acting. I really liked that. So what's your first one? Okay, so my first one and I just wrapped up the second episode this morning is Brainworks. And it's so just, it's a me drama. I don't expect any of the other fangirls to watch it. It's along the lines of like um, Team Bulldog, where it's kind of a, a dumb buddy cheesy. cop drama. Yeah. <laughs> but for whatever reason, there's a very specific cheesy kind of drama that appeals to me. And this is it. So, and like, it's totally formulaic. I can see what's coming. I can predict it. I don't care. So I'll give you, I'll give you the plot and then I'll tell you why I like it. So we have Shin Haru. He's a neuroscientist played by um, Jung Young Hwa, who is uh, the CM Blue guy. He was also in Sell Your Haunted House. 
and he works as a neuroscientist and he comes from a family that has that has had three generations worth of doctors and so he's wealthy from that he's wealthy from inherited property he's doing okay he's confident when he acts and he speaks according to his convictions but he has no mercy for people he views as scum and then on the other side of the fence we have gum Yongse, who works as a, de- a detective and he acts and speaks surly around no he doesn't Sometimes these plot synopses, I'm just like, what were you watching? Because it wasn't the same thing I was watching. He's not surly. He's just kind of, he's definitely carrying the stereotypical world-weary cop thing, but he's got a, a current of humor underneath. So some people think he's a corrupt cop, mostly Shin Haru, because he's caught him in a couple of situations. But yeah, I there's no way. Uh, he's a kind and righteous detective. He was also once married to Kim Moran. <laughs> This is a nice way of putting it. She has a particularly strong libido. And she's played by, um, oh, Ye, Ye Ji Wan, who was Jennifer in Still 17. Okay. So this is this is a major departure from her Jennifer character, but we know she's capable of it because she's amazing. Anyway, so they these two, Shin Haru and Gum Myung Se, solve criminal cases together with the help of hypnotic investigator Sol So Jung. Okay, I don't know why they're calling her hypnotic. She is like, so they're doing their character introductions in the first episode and they say like their major trait and her major trait is being timid and apologetic all the time. And it's actually, um, oh, what's her name? The sister from Hospital Playlist, Kwok Sung Young. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, she usually plays confident characters like the couple episodes I caught of Behind Every Star. She's an agent who's just ready to like undermine everybody else and work behind the scenes to get, make sure that she gets ahead. And then as a soldier in hospital playlist, she was quirky, but she was capable. And here they've got these big glasses on her and somehow she's done it and she's pulled herself in and she's just super timid, super apologetic. And she does not look like herself at all. Like they've done, it's a really good transformation and she's supposed to be the team lead. So, but they're, they're very clear. She's psychic. No, she's. They call her the hypnotic investigator. Okay, lead. so it's not supernatural. It's just like a no, a fake title. Well, what it is is this: uh, their chief, the chief of their subdivision, has created this neuroscience-based investigative team. So it's the three of them, and mm-hmm. so it's her. She's got some grounding in neuroscience. Then we've got Shin Haru, who is a neuroscientist who got busted down the ranks for faking a uh, for faking something. And then we've got Gum Young Se, the the detective who he's like, well, I took the science course in high school, so okay, yeah. So it's the three of them, and they're using neuroscience. So that's kind of like their their quirk is they use neuroscience to solve cases instead of I don't know. I see. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's kind of it's got their thing. Like I said, it's it's a formula. They're plugging into the formula. I mean. Cha Taehyun, I'm pretty sure he's played the same character in at least two other dramas. Oh, he play, always plays the same character. Yeah. He rarely doesn't play the same character. But I like him, so <laughs> it works. And there's, I mean, we've got the setups for an epic romance between him and Jung Young Hwa. And um, Kwok Sung Young, she's going to be fun. Ye Ji Won, she's going to probably be the most interesting character because she and Cha Taehyun share a daughter in the drama. And the daughter is about 14. So Cha Tae-hyun has custody. So the dad has custody of the daughter. And then mom just kind of pops in and out. And she doesn't, she can't hold a job. 
She actually calls the, her detective ex-husband to come help her when her current husband is beating up her current lover because he's discovered them in flagrante. And oh, so, gosh. <laughs> right? It's just, it's so cheesy. But she's making this work because she can, she talks to her daughter like a couple days later and she's all dressed up, ready to go work, you know, very different from our introduction to her. And her daughter confronts her about being a deadbeat mom, that kind of thing. And just she she raises that role up. She's got the deeper emotions going across her face and the reactions, the way she interacts with the daughter. It's going to give it. She at least will have some depth. The rest of them, we'll see. But I'm not in it for depth. I'm just in it for the cheese and the laughs. So, yeah. And we all know that I just can't really when it's just cheese. So, yeah, no, it, it's definitely not for Maybe if it's Sam Gook, I would force myself, but that's like (laughs) the exception. I don't know. Could you even force yourself through Cafe Minimdang? Yeah, I did finish that. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. No. And and again, that's what I was thinking. There's there was still he had some great parts, but the rest of the show was pretty stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So as goes, as goes. So, yeah, this one's going to be kind of dumb, but you know what? It's my kind of dumb. Which I yeah. can't always do. So the ones that I can watch, I will because I definitely need something lighter this time around. And Brainworks is going to be lighter. Well, that so, is good. Yeah, you will be by yourself on that journey, but I will support you from the back. So, oh, thank you. I'll, <laughs> I'll send welcome. you palms. <laughs> so the next one I started is not at all fluffy like yours. <laughs> it is called The Glory, and this is season one. It's on Netflix, and you might have seen it because it's been in the top 10 for the last week. Everyone's really chatting about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is starring, excuse me, uh, Sung Haikyo, mm-hmm. and we know her from Descendants of the Sun, a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's an actress I don't always particularly enjoy. She definitely has a, she has kind of a mopey resting face where it's always very like kind of like dour and serious. Mm-hmm. And so when she's supposed to be sweet and romantic, it kind of annoys me. <laughs> However, she's not sweet and romantic in this. It's a drama all about revenge. Like, and we're talking dark revenge, which I kind of love. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, by the screenwriter Kim Eun-suk. You know her from writing Descendants oh, of the Sun. So many things. Lovers in mm-hmm. Paris, Secret Garden, Gentleman's Dignity, Heirs. So Goblin. Yeah. Yes. So she is a very well-known uh, script writer. But this is definitely the darkest drama I've ever seen her write. And of course, it's straight to Netflix. So it's produced by Netflix. So there's a lot more leeway for content than there is if it's going through the um through the tv stations in korea so it's quite the revenge is somewhat justified because you watch in episode one the main lead she's bullied and traumatized to the nth degree she tries to go to the um adults around they're all in the bribe with the girl's parents like the bullying is to where they take um a hair straightener and burn burns into her skin 
And so for her whole life through the whole show, she has these deep burns and scars from what this girl did and just traumatic bullying to where she's kicked out of the school. She tries to be defiant in the end and say, they're the reason she's leaving. But then uh, she's, physically abused by one of the parents until her mom like takes off that she left because of these other kids and bullying to where she just left Mm -hmm. you know and so her whole she kind of breaks and her whole focus from that point forward is getting revenge on these like three or four kids and fast forward 18 years later She has gotten her education and everything and put herself in as the teacher to one of these evil kids kids. Mm -hmm. And now she's starting her revenge on destroying their lives. So yeah, part one is all the setup and getting all of those spots and places and, you know, showing that she's not all, all there. (laughs) (laughs) and then season two is going to be more of the deep revenge part of it and it's dark it's gritty it's a thriller melodrama and i'm all in on it and again this isn't always my favorite actress but she is kicking butt as the traumatized actress or not actress the traumatized um character Mm-hmm. And she's not all there. Like she hallucinates and has like a murder wall almost on oh, her good wall. Like she is slightly unhinged. So it's quite delightful. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right up your alley. I know. I'm so excited. I mean, the murder uh, board. The writer right of ahead. Goblin, come join me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I know my limits. That that would no. Well, and I like. She was probably the part of Descendants of the Sun that I didn't like or liked the least. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work for me. No. So, but I'm glad you're happy with it. I'll I'll be in the back rooting for you. We can trade pom-poms. How's Sounds that? good. Yeah, except I'm sure you're going to get other people to watch with you. I mean, last I saw it was like <laughs> number seven on Netflix, which yeah, that's I pretty incredible. I want to say it got up to five. I'm not sure where it is right now. Because it's mm-hmm. been a couple of days since I started it. I got distracted by the Unchained mm-hmm. love. So I am farther behind than I had hoped to be. But I'm definitely going back. Definitely. Gotcha. Okay. Well, speaking of distractions, I had a friend talk me into watching the Japanese drama Silent. And I haven't really been drawn to Japanese dramas. So this is my first one. And she's like, hey, you have tinnitus. He's deaf. Or he's going deaf. You should watch this. And I'm like. Sure. <laughs> but it is, it's an interesting exploration. Let me just pull up the plot synopsis so I don't butcher it. But it is an interesting exploration in losing your hearing as an adult as opposed to being born without hearing. So, and forgive me because Japanese has not been on my radar. And so I might mispronounce all of this, but I'm going to try my best. <laughs> so, Tsumugi Aoba fell in love with Sosokura, who attended this same high school. They both shared an interest in music, and their relationship got deeper and deeper, but suddenly Sakura said goodbye to her without giving her a reason for the breakup and disappeared. Eight years later, Aoba is now in Tokyo and working part-time at a large CD music store. She is surrounded by music she likes. 
One day she happens to see Sakura. She wants to talk to him, but she realizes that he has lost his hearing. Okay, and that's oversimplified, but you know, plot synopsis. What can you do? Anyway, it was an interesting take. It was, um, I mean, it focused mostly on So, the guy who went deaf. And what it was is he had some hereditary thing where he gradually lost his hearing until it was completely gone. It took like three years. And so during those three years, he started pushing more and more people away until he was just talking to his family only. And it happened at the end of high school. And so he and Aoba had been really tight in high school. They were one of those, excuse me, they were one of those pairings where they just, they clicked. They could talk about nothing for hours. And that's exactly what they did. In fact, we, there's one part where their former teacher confesses that he used to stand in the hallway and just listen to them laugh and talk. And he's like, you guys wouldn't talk about anything. And yet you were just having such a good time. And that defines their relationship. And so for so to lose his hearing, because one of their favorite things to share was music, like they'd share headphones all the time. And so he pushed her away because he didn't want to put her through the trauma of dealing with somebody who's losing his hearing. And so it was about the drama was about them coming back together by accident eight years later. And it was a deep exploration into the world of the hearing and of the non-hearing. In fact, I would say a good third of the drama was signed, maybe half. So the sub, there were subtitles in English and in Japanese because everybody was signing. And their romance was really good, but it was mostly focused on So and him. I would say my one complaint is that Aoba, she, um, I don't want to spoil it, but I want to give an accurate representation of her. She's very cheerful. She's very kind. And she wants to support so, but at the same time, she is willing to give up her autonomy to do that. And that's not necessarily a great way to handle it. But it's only 11 episodes. There's not a ton of room for character development when you're, when you're focused on an issue that's this big. So overall, it was really good. And I did, I did really connect with the characters and I connected with the story. And I would probably watch another Japanese drama. Well, that's good. I've watched tons of Japanese dramas, so there, there's some that are great, some that aren't, uh, just like any other um, country genre, you know. So. Yeah. And I just hadn't, because we'd watched a couple of Japanese movies together early on in my drama watching career, and they were just... Just didn't click with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll say they just weren't for me. It's a definitely different style, and uh, there's different styles within the the styles as well you know mm -hmm. so yeah. you just kind of have to dig around to kind of find out what works for you um i used to watch a lot more japanese shows than i do now but which is ironic because they're actually legally available now so <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's kind of where that is or at least more legally available you know that used to be japan didn't really like to share out as entertainment into the world mm -hmm. so it was hard to find anything legally, but Vicky's been getting quite a bit this past two years or so. Mm -hmm. So a they've lot. gotten definitely more than they used to. Yeah. And my next drama also is Japanese. Unfortunately, I did not have as good of an experience as you did. I tried the drama Blinded Kiss. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce the the actors names because i didn't actually enjoy it <laughs> but the premise was that there's this girl 
her parents are moving to Malaysia and they say, you have to go out on your own because they kind of secretly want her to just move with them. And she's like, no, I'm going to live on my own. I'm going to make my own money and live on my own. But she has an extensive uh, book collection. She's a librarian and Mm -hmm. she refuses to leave her books. And so the type of house she has to have has to have like can bear the weight of a certain amount of pressure on books and that kind of thing. It didn't seem that extensive. You've seen my library. I would say I have equal as large a library as she does. Okay. But, um, but the whole premise is, you know, she has all these books. She's trying to find somewhere to move in. And there's this boy who like 10 years earlier kissed her without permission mm-hmm. in a library and then he ended up moving like the next day or something and she was just kind of like what's going on <laughs> and he shows up again and offers to split the rent with her so she can afford a nice place where she can put all her books but he's going to attempt to woo her and it it just felt odd like and I'm usually not one too big about the whole consent thing. Like a surprise kiss isn't going to set me off or anything. But it mm-hmm. definitely did feel kind of like the consent was a little awkward there. Like she definitely tells him that she's not interested after she realizes she wouldn't have to like put out for her library and he's not going to kick her out. But he's still determined to like woo her with kisses and it's just kind of like, I don't like either of you enough to deal with this. So I was like, I'm out. Yeah. But yeah. And again, you know, I know that the consent thing is very different in most Japanese shows. Um, it's very much one of those, I'm going to kiss you and we'll see where it goes from there kind of things. But okay, it just was not working with me on this one. No, that wasn't for me either. Uh- Gotta have a little depth to the relationship before you get into the kissing. Yeah, well, and I just found the girl annoying and the guy's not not charismatic enough to overcome, like, her annoying personality. And so I'm like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. I have other stuff to watch. I have hot um, hotties and other dramas that (laughs) will keep me focused. Hot demon hunters. Yeah. That kind of thing. Well, we'll get to that. (laughs) now i'll let you take that one okay but i actually so i'm gonna combine these two dramas into one but um i started the chinese dramas high venus and meet yourself which are it took me a little digging but i finally realized they're by the same writer which is a good thing because meet yourself is the same writer and then the same director as go ahead which is one of my favorite family dramas across the board ever and then High Venus is the same writer and the same director as The Day of Becoming You, which is my favorite body swap drama. And so I'm like, okay, so we've, we've got a good pedigree here. So Meet Yourself is about, this one's, this one's going to be good. I've only watched two episodes because it's all I've had time for, but the setup has been incredible. So it's about a girl who's living in um, a big city. And she's been working in hotel management forever. And they just, through the montage, you can tell she's really good at it. And then she has a best friend who's living in the same city and they're from the same hometown. And so they, they meet up and 
it's very subtly played out, but the best friend ends up finding out that she has cancer and just passes away very quickly within the first episode. But they have some poignant moments together. And one of the things the best friend did was she pointed out to our female lead that they're not living life. They're only living to make money. And they had talked about going on vacation and then they were too busy. And so they just never got a chance. So on her deathbed, the best friend sends our main female lead. She sends her several audio messages that she's able to keep in replay and just encouraging her to take charge of her life and to remember what's important, that kind of thing. And it could be sappy, but it worked out beautifully, especially because uh, the best friend was played by Janice Wu, who is in um, Le Coup de Food, which is one of my favorite Chinese rom-coms. And she just, she had the ability to be funny and kind of lighthearted, even as she was still dealing with the cancer diagnosis. So it wasn't, it wasn't a drag you down emotional moment, but it wasn't undercut either. It was just, it was really, really well done. So anyway, the best friend whose name, or no, sorry, the main character whose name is, and again, forgive me, um, Zhu Hongdu. So she's like, all right, I'm taking this vacation. And so she goes from where they are. I think it's in like Shanghai. Basically, she travels the length of China to an area called Yunnan. And it's very small and very rural. And it's on the border of, I looked it up. I think it's on the border of Mongolia. Anyway, and so she gives up her hotel job, flies out, and she's got a three-month lease. So she's committed to living the small town life for three months. And, of course, immediately she gets into the city and she's looking for her housing. And this horse stampedes down the middle of the village. And the kid chasing it knocks her phone out of her hand, which completely cuts her off from, like, her money and everything. So it's kind of an interesting start to her small town life. But she gets her feet under her with the help of... Ji Ji Yao, who is kind of the Mr. Well, he's kind of the village chief. He's a bit young. He's in his early 30s, but he's the village chief. And he's he reminded me so much of the hometown cha-cha-cha male lead. Oh my gosh, I can remember all of this. Anyway, but he's just he's kind of in everybody's business and he's pulling everybody together and helping them run things and it feels a little slick the second episode when she ends up in the small town because they're kind of selling the whole vibe, the open, fresh air and how everybody is pursuing their artisan, artisan jobs and just super content. Well, not everybody's content. Woodcarver's got some issues. And then she's out, you know, she gets lost in a big field and then she ends up riding a horse back to town with the help of uh, Mr. G, that kind of thing. And so it feels, it feels a little slick, but given the, the writer and the depth of the first episode, I'm like, okay, this, this might be a travel brochure, but I'm pretty sure because I recognize a good portion of the villagers from other Chinese dramas. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be depth. We just have to kind of get through the presentation. You think. <laughs> given the writer. I'm you'll, have to, the... <laughs> you'll have to let us know. Well, yeah. I, I will, but right now I trust the writer and I trust that they, you know, they're getting kind of the propaganda or whatever out of the way first and then yeah. getting to the real story. That's, that's how it feels right now. And then the other one that they've got going, uh, the writer, in fact, I'll just say the writer's name so that I can quit saying the writer, Wang Jiang Cheng. And he's prolific. He's written like seven or eight dramas in the last two years that have been published and they've been, he's done really, really well. Because we have, he did The Day of Becoming You, he did Go Ahead, he did 
find yourself. And now he's got these two going. Anyway, so I'm all in because I like his writing. And High Venus is the reverse of Meet Yourself in that it starts in a small town and then it'll move back to the big city. But High Venus has the same lead as Day of Becoming You. It's uh, Leong Ji. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> anyway. Don't ask me. I am not the fangirl to ask on Chinese uh, no. pronunciation. Where's K-drama Jen when you need her? I know. Anyway, but she's she's a pediatrician who's taking a rotation as a service uh, thing out in the country. And um, the male lead, Lu Jiaji, he ends up stranded out in the country, in the countryside where she is because of severe rainfall and an avalanche like totals his Jeep. Anyway, they don't get off to the best of starts, but it turns out that he is on the administrative board for the hospital that she works for. And so even though they butt heads in the country and she ends up making him do all these menial chores without realizing who she, who he is, because he looks too young to be the head of the board of a hospital. And he knows that. And they actually address that. He actually was elected and like they, they flash back to the hospital and you're like, that was an interesting election. Obviously there are some people upset about that. But anyway, I'm only two episodes in, but apparently they're going to end, end up back in the hospital in the big city. And it's going to be their relationship there and kind of the push and pull between him trying to keep his position and her trying to regain her status as a pediatrician because she lost it by taking on a risky surgery, that kind of thing. And then mm. them developing their romance. Cool. So that's what, that one's a little more straightforward, but it does have the same feel as Meet Yourself, just because same writer. And yeah. So- and I've heard like positive buzz about high venus i don't think i've heard really much anything about meet yourself well meet yourself just barely started okay but yeah i've heard positive buzz for high venus so yeah meet yourself just started on the third okay the next one that i started is connect and if you're in the u.s you can find this on hulu if you're other places in the world you can probably find it on disney plus um, so I'm going to go in with a very strong warning that there is a lot of graphic violence, a little bit of nudity, like this is not your usual Disney draw. <laughs> like it's definitely 18 plus. Let's just say that. Not a mockney like, drama. No, no. Like even for me, I was like, ew, that's a little squeamish. It's all mm. about these people that uh when their bodies are untouched like say you have an arm chopped off Mm -hmm. the body reaches out and reconnects that piece to yourself ew yeah it's very graphic so the premise is is that one of these um connect humans is killed and taken for black market uh body parts so he's being like dissected his eyes are taken out like his innards and stuff and the doctor is distracted and so the body starts putting everything back together and the eyes are the last thing and as one of the eyes is reset the doctor sees what's going on he calls his thugs the thugs burst in to like shoot at the the i don't know connect <laughs> human i don't know what even to talk about him he jumps out a window 
but leaving one eyeball and that eye is re is surgically put into someone else's eye and now he can see through what this other person sees Mm -hmm. and it just so happens that this person is a serial killer and so he's seeing all of these gruesome murder stuff happening uh through his alternate eye who's in someone else's body and yeah that's about as far as i got on episode one (laughs) i i probably will go back and watch this it's an interesting premise Uh, there's been some great discussion about it over on our discord uh so it is very interesting but it is very graphic like very graphic so if that's the kind of thing that makes you squeamish do not go watch the show thinking it's going to be something you can sit through it's very much you maybe don't eat while you're watching it either <laughs> so yeah that's what i've heard so. too well and the director um the director is a guy a japanese guy named Miike takashi mm-hmm. and he's known for his gross out movie making like okay he, he's got a rather solid i don't know if solid is the right word but he's got a reputation it's very much horror this kind of stuff it, yeah it's not a mild serial killer show it's very much a horror show Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was intrigued for like two seconds because Jung Hae-in, I love him so much. But then I yeah. saw the rest and I was like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. So, yeah, yeah. So definitely go in this. And if you can't stick it the first 10 minutes, it's a lot of that. So you know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, at least now we know. All right, so the last drama we're going to discuss, and we're super excited about this one, not just because Kim Nam-gil. Okay, <laughs> mostly because. it. Well, it was 95% that I started this because of Kim Nam-gil, but I'm excited beyond that now, too. Mm-hmm. But he was definitely the draw. Yes, and the, the name of the drama is Island. And for those who are wondering where we're watching it, we have it's on Amazon Prime. And I will just read the plot synopsis because... Well, I'm not even sure that'll cover it, but we'll try. <laughs> okay. We won't. We don't want to go too far into it. Like, no, no we, we don't. We'll see if this is anywhere close. So Wan Mi Ho, who is played by um, Yi Da Hee, she is the only daughter of her father who runs Daehan Group. Her arrogant and selfish attitude causes her to make a big mistake that eventually angers her father into ba- banishing her to Jeju Island. There she's assigned to work as a high school ethics teacher. Unbeknownst to her, the island is where evil roams free. She meets other individuals on the island, and together the characters join forces to live. Okay, that bugs me because she's not arrogant and selfish. Because she got... She's arrogant. Arrogant, yes. She's very arrogant. I wouldn't say she's selfish, but she definitely has the arrogance of a shable heir. Yeah. And so she's not going out doing stuff for the good of the world. No, she wasn't. But the whole reason that she got kicked down to JJ Island is because she was, she thought, protecting her driver, her chauffeur. Yeah, but she also did it in a very flashy, arrogant way. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that was the first solution that came to mind. But still, I'm not going to fault her for taking this thug and throwing him over her shoulder. I mean, that was kind (laughs) of cool. So anyway, so as we as we've said, Kim Nam Gil is in it. He's not in it until what? Like, well, he. Okay, sorry. 
he pops in through episode one, but mm-hmm. he's more firmly in it in episode two. Yeah, we get more of his backstory and kind of him in episode two. But in episode one, we see, oh, that's when he sends a knife right through those demons. Yeah, so the opening in five minutes, little disturbing, but it's, um, you, you see how the demons are created and then you watch him kill one. It's actually rather tastefully done. It's definitely it's not, not that disturbing. I <laughs> like you were like saying, oh, don't eat when you're watching this. I'm like, I was expecting something like intense. I was like, oh, Carrie. <laughs> no, the demons are gross. I didn't like them. So, oh, Carrie. <laughs> Shush, there's a reason I'm not watching Connect either. We know this. <laughs> oh, but Connect is a like. 19 plus well this is like maybe a 10 or older <laughs> mm, 13 <laughs> <laughs> anyway so for those of us who are a little more sensitive don't eat while watching the first five minutes how's that <laughs> okay anyway but i also i'm super excited for chaun Wu being the k-pop listening catholic priest who does exorcisms that's just it's just delightful i love it well, and I think it was really well cast. Uh, all the actors definitely have a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll have uh, so char- some character depth coming through. We definitely just got a taste of where things are going. This is going to be six episodes to begin with, and there will be a part two, from what I understand, later in 2023. I want to say it was like... Well, I heard February. So like February, soon. March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not too much in the far, but it definitely has a initial six run, six episode run with the following ones in a couple, a month or two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good. Hopefully they can create some more character depth because it's really pretty and everything, but <laughs> I do need some actual plot going on and yeah. they haven't really explained much yet, so... Yeah, the only thing they've really said is that she's like the reincarnation of the woman who's going to save the world. And it's like, or destroy it. Or destroy so, it. And I'm like, yes. really? That's a lot of power for one person who has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And she but, seems to be the only one who doesn't. <laughs> but she's going to yell her way through it. And maybe that's how she's going to just, yeah, handle yep. it. And that's fine. So, so, which of our shows are we going to continue to watch? And which is our favorite that we would recommend everyone start? You go uh, first. For me, I'm going to say oh, I really like Island because Kim Nam Gil's hot. But if I was going for plot, definitely I'd go yeah. for Unchained Love. The plot's just really well done. There's some great metaphor use, some really great dialogue. I am enjoying the characters. They're very charismatic actors and have a lot of chemistry. So Unchained Love is my favorite. And what I'm continuing to watch is that glory and island and connect maybe and connect maybe. Yeah. That's kind of like if I have extra time or if I'm in the mood, but Mm -hmm. the others I want to for sure finish. Gotcha. Um, for myself, I'm glad I've finished silent because honestly, I'm pretty sure I want to watch them all. I would say, (laughs) I mean, on, I'll stick with Unchained Love on your recommendation. I meant to anyway, because it looks like it's going to be more of a slow burn romance, which I'm definitely in the mood for. Very much so. Like I'm 12 episodes in and they're not romantically entangled. Yeah. Like there's little hints, but they're not, they're not epic love story (laughs) making 
at gotcha. this point. So, and then probably the one I'll be closest to dropping is meet yourself. If it doesn't lose the travel brochure slickness <laughs> by the third or fourth episode, I'll be like, oh, okay. But yeah. no, I, I have hopes. Cause like I said, the first episode was so well done that I think we're just kind of getting through this part and then the rest will be good. Cool. 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 So, and then I guess brain works. will count that as like my guilty pleasure. <laughs> well, <laughs> something. something. Like <laughs> yeah. It, we'll, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I liked team bulldog and it was smart yeah. and dumb at the same time. And this one's kind of, I have a feeling it's going to go the same way. We'll see. And if it doesn't, oh, well, it'll, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. It's Only fine. 16 hours lost. Yeah. Well, and I'm getting better at dropping dramas because mm. just time. I mean, my kids have gotten older and they're in more things. And that means more driving for me, which means less drama time. Yeah. And, and we all know yeah. that's my life, too. <laughs> yep. That's just where we are. It is kind of interesting to look back because we've been doing this for five going on six years now. And just to see how different our lives are. Cause like my youngest was five when we started podcasting. She's 11 now. That's yeah. a big jump. Yeah. Mine were like in early, like not even teens, some of them. And now they're all firmly in the teenage years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And my oldest finally went off to college. I mean, yeah, it, it's interesting. And I, I wonder, I don't want to go back to listen to our first season probably ever but I, I know. know our editing and everything was like so it was a learning <laughs> curve <laughs> such a learning curve and especially when you've got five people involved and just trying to get everybody pulled together but I, I like to think that we've hit our stride and oh we're I much want more see... well-oiled machine now at this point <laughs> yes yes definitely well-oiled or something <laughs> but no I just I know we've made progress and I might not be I might not have enough reserves to go listen to it without the secondhand embarrassment, but I'm glad to see where we've ended up. Agreed. So, happy to start season six and I'm looking forward to many more. Okay. Oh, yeah. We didn't even like announce, oh, we're beginning season six. Okay. We are. We are now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> season six. I forgot that this is official episode one, season six. Yep. This is it. This is the start to it all. All I right. mean, not that the Patreon doesn't count, but yes, this is it. So thank you for joining us for the first episode of season six. We would love to hear what you thought about this episode. As usual, you can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. <laughs>